You're listening to Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jack Barksdale. Hello, everybody. My name is Jack Barksdale. Welcome to another episode of Jack Barksdale's Roots Revival. Today, I'm here with Kyle Nix, fiddle player for Turnpike Troubadours and the leader of his own band. Yeah, I'm really glad to have you here today. It's good to be here, man. It's always good to talk to you when I get the chance. Yeah, I guess I should just you know, jump right into it. I feel like always a good a good first question is always, how did you start? And how did you get into the, the music world? Well, my, um, my grandpa actually made fiddles. And <clears throat> they would always be laying around the house in these cases in secret spots. Like they were big secret um that the grandchildren couldn't touch because they were breakable and all that uh-huh. and i think i just got it in my head at an early age that i wanted to be able to play that thing and um that i didn't want supervision if i was gonna like drag the bow across the strings or anything i wanted to like actually hold it mm-hmm. so um a few dots connected there and there was a um a kid about four years older than me lived a block away from my house that played fiddle and he played fast bluegrass fiddle. And I remember thinking, that's what I want to play like if I play the fiddle. So it ended up where I was actually able to take lessons from his teacher about 45 minutes away from my hometown. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wasn't big enough for the fiddles my grandpa was making at the time. He was making full size fiddles. So my grandpa bought me a three-quarter size fiddle, mm-hmm. and I started lessons over in Eden, and um, that's kind of how I got started. I became pretty obsessed with it, and that's all I did besides play baseball for a while was just every day was uh, set in my room and play fiddle, play to tapes, learn learn stuff on my own even. Yeah. Um, I figured out I learned by ear pretty quick. Mm-hmm. That was... Uh, cassette tapes for me that's how old I am I was playing a lot of cassette tapes rewinding them fast forwarding them and listening to different parts and trying to get them down but that's uh, really how it all started I was about nine years old well actually I was exactly nine years old because I started on my ninth birthday now that I remember oh that's awesome what were some of the things you were listening to what were some of your kind of early influences in violin well it's kind of funny. I uh, I guess it would have been a lot of Johnny Gimble because uh, Johnny Gimble was on a lot of uh, George Strait's earliest stuff. My dad played George Strait all the time. And he also played Willie Nelson and, and Johnny was on um, some of Willie's stuff. And my dad would listen to like Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, uh, George early George Strait. Um, but he also listened to Bob Wills uh and texas playboys so i got i got a healthy dose of uh western swing texas texas swing early on even though i played bluegrass um mm-hmm. but that was the stuff that i i first started listening to if it was on a cassette tape um was that kind of stuff and then i i, I think i found a tape a bill monroe tape that had a lot of um uh his tunes on it and there were a few others that were at my grandpa's house that weren't labeled. 
but I still remember all the hits from, you know, so um, that stuff was pretty cool early on getting, getting to step into that world and figure out all that new stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So you write really good songs and uh, you have your, you know, your Thanks. own band. When did you start writing? Well, I guess about the time I uh, started playing guitar, it was like a natural thing. I just wanted to start making my own songs. Um, my brother had uh, had my parents buy him a guitar with the intention that he was going to play guitar with me while I played fiddle. And then he never played it. <laughs> so I was just sitting around the house all the time. So I think I was probably about 12. When I just started noodling around on the guitar and learning chords and um, uh, started learning how to strum and try to hum this, you know, hum melodies and things like that. So I, I'd write little things here and there, but they were pretty pathetic. <laughs> you know, it's the a 12, 13 year old kid for me at the time when I was first doing it, I really didn't have much intention to get any better. Um, it wasn't until I was in high school, I started thinking about really trying to put together good melodies and chord progressions and lyrics. And I, and honestly, it took me about 10 years after um, high school to get any good lyrics, in my opinion, because I, it really, um, it did. It was a journey to get to the point where I knew what I thought was a good song was, you know, I, I, I had to really work hard and listen close to uh, some of my favorite songwriters and mm -hmm. try to figure out why I liked them so much. Why do I like these songs? Why do, why do they sink in? Um, why do they get their teeth into me, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it did take a while to figure some of that out. And I think every day I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. It's just a part of it. So what were some of your, what were some of the influences when you started songwriting and for, you know, when you started playing guitar? Well, when I first started playing guitar, I think um, it was more like bluegrass music, you know, like uh, it was just to kind of uh play behind fiddle players or anything like that i was just learning how to strum and mm -hmm. play chords but what i really wanted to do was uh i i think i think the first song i truly ever learned on guitar was good riddance time of your life by green day <laughs> uh, just so i could play it um and then i think i learned the song Last Kiss, which is an oldie that Pearl Jam had re redone mm -hmm. at some point. And I also learned a couple of fiddle tunes, like slower tunes, just picking them. Um, I've completely forgotten them since then. I think one was called Midnight on the Water Waltz. Uh -huh. um, but really, it was just an assortment. I, I think I did want to be like an acoustic rock kid or something <laughs> at some point. But then um, songwriting what really got me interested in wanting to write songs is hearing people like John Prine for the first time. Cause I didn't understand what he was doing. I was like, this is kind of goofy, you know? Yeah. Like it was one of those things like why, but why do I, it's so vivid. That's why I liked it too. Mm -hmm. So um, it was Prine and it was figuring out who Towns Van Zant was. And it was uh, when I first listened to Bob Dylan <laughs> 
it was these little things that just kept snowballing it to where I, I really wanted to get better at it. But I, I feel like John Prine was really the first one that really stuck out. Like I said earlier, you're in Turnpike Troubadours, which you've been for you know quite a while. Y'all actually just got to play uh, Red Rocks. Uh, how long was that? Three weeks ago? A month ago? A few weeks ago. Something like that. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, and it was... Uh, how was that experience? Have y'all played Red Rocks before? Yeah, we had a couple other times. And it's just... It's unique. Um, it's special. It's mm-hmm. almost spiritual. I mean, it's you're up there um, on the mountain, and it's just beautiful. I mean, so many people out there, and and they're singing the words. And that night we had a, the the Sunday night we had a lunar eclipse, so that was like oh, going. Wow. While we were playing, so they kept showing it on the big screen. It was, yeah, it was like borderline spiritual. You get these feelings, like you know. Um, when everybody's out there and they're singing together and nobody's disagreeing to a, a large degree, it's like we can all get along and we can like persevere through a lot of a lot of things. Music does that. It really does. But it was beautiful. It was um, a special experience. And I don't think any of us will forget it anytime soon. I would just have to assume with how cool that is that Turnpike Troubadours wasn't your first band that you were in oh no i (laughs) what was kind of like some of the first bands that you uh were in the very first band i was in was a family bluegrass band called oklahoma natural grass (laughs) and that name was taken off of oklahoma natural gas which was a gas company Uh at the time but i i just played fiddle tunes with them that was my first experience getting on stage and um Mm -hmm. and really trying it my uh i had a a rock band in high school that covered uh lots of grunge and um metal like Mm -hmm. poor man's metal um (laughs) (laughs) but we uh did yeah quite a bit of nirvana stone top pilots um branched out into doing hair metal stuff like Doc and, and Poison even <laughs> and did some country stuff believe it or not we uh it was funny when we play those high school dances you almost had to have like a, a slow country song for them in Oklahoma so they could uh-huh. you know move around dance uh-huh. so uh, that was my first experience as a lead lead man was the <laughs> uh, of a high school rock band but then I, I fronted my own band um country band when I was in college and out of college, a couple of different ones, actually. And then after that is when I started jumping in and doing more fiddle again, because that was kind of the, that was kind of the breadwinner of everything that I did because everybody seemed like they needed a fiddle and I was willing to play whenever I could. I I just wanted to get out and I wanted to learn as much as I could about playing live and uh, meet as many people as I could play as many places as I could. Um, so I jumped from basically a couple of different front, front men until I met Evan. Uh, Evan's, Evan and his buddy were actually opening up for the guy I was playing with. And after Evan and uh, our old guitar player played, um, I was like, eh, I think I'll just like hang out with those guys instead. 
Evan seemed to have a, have a beat on the songwriting thing, and I was I was fishing for it at the time, and I figured, hey, we could just uh, hang out and uh, figure all this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and uh, that's what we ended up doing. We ended up uh, moving into a place together with another songwriter named Clint Ausmus, and we kind of, you know, all became buddies. Uh-huh. And then, then the Troubadours thing happened a little bit after that. They recruited uh-huh. me pretty hard to play fiddle in the band. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll quit this guy. <laughs> yeah. Even, even tell me, it kind of seems like a solo career for you has always kind of been the plan. Is that correct? Where, you know, you're, you're, you're the front man, you know, you're writing the songs and, and stuff like that. Has that always been the goal? I don't, honestly, I don't know if it's been the goal, but it became an itch I had to scratch because um, Evan's such a good songwriter and RC um, writes a lot for the Troubadours. So it, it was always get, hard to get a foot in mm-hmm. the door with uh, songs on an album because they would already have everything ready to go. And I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I would kind of be uh, uh, hesitant to speak up and say that I had something because, it, you know, part of it's uh, you want it to be good enough. But number two, um, we've done what we've done things a certain way. You know, I don't, I don't really want to throw a wrench into it that much, but when I really started feeling like my songs were getting better, mm-hmm. that's when it started creeping in. Like maybe I should do an album so I can get these out one way or another. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's where, it, where it started and it's definitely not where it's ending. Cause I'm like, <laughs> now I'm just, doing it all i'm writing all the time and i'm literally in the studio with uh my band well just the other day so we've already got started on the next one um and there's plenty of songs there so we have to do the whittling down thing (laughs) get the get the right ones on there you know you know leading a band yourself and in high school and stuff like that what are some of the really key things that you've learned about leading a band that you're taking into your your new solo projects um it's interesting i think you just pick it up as long as i've been doing it you just pick it up a little bit at a time and you don't even realize what you picked up uh mm-hmm. it's it's very strange I, I think maybe um one of the first couple things i learned about uh were confidence and um and pitch and stage presence mm-hmm. <laughs> those were uh and 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 having trying to figure out how to make a song like uh engage an audience mm-hmm. and and keep them there were little things like that um like uh the song engagement thing i i, I figured out when one of my <laughs> when my country band in college played freebird and everybody paid attention <laughs> <laughs> They paid so close attention to Freebird that I wanted to figure out how to get them to pay attention like they're listening to Freebird, but it's your stuff. (laughs) I I just, I kind of, I I don't know. Um, Like I was saying about uh, songwriters, it was almost like performers and and just uh, melodies and songs. Like how, how do you get people, how do people do that? That was like why I really got into songwriting, but performing too. Like, how do you really uh, engage the audience and get them into it? I mean, do you have to do something flashy and showy 
uh, yeah, sometimes, uh, or sometimes you can break their heart and, and get the same kind of attention. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess I just learned a little bit at a time listening and watch, uh, watching them, um, watching the guys that I played with and watching the crowds that I was in front of. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have like a very specific answer on that. Um, but just a little bit at a time, picking it all up. <laughs> you said that you're working on a, a new album. Yeah, we just started. Um, we put down three songs the other day and, uh, it kind of just happened in a flash. So I, I guess I got the right guys in the band because they knocked it out pretty quick. When are you probably, when is that probably going to be, you know, finished and out to the, the public? That's an interesting thing because we really don't know yet. It's, it's going to be a little tougher for us to get into the studio with me doing all the Troubadours stuff and gone, especially this month. Um, I'm going to be gone most of June with the Troubadours out on the road. I mean, we're going to go out and play like Telluride and Bonnaroo and all this other really cool stuff um, to where we're just, it's, I maybe get a couple of days off uh, back yeah. home until the last of the month. And then our band goes out the first of July. So, oh, wow. uh, so it'll be a busy time. It's just going to be whenever we can get in there and finish songs yeah. and a piece at a time or like songs, you know, not really a piece at a time because we're kind of doing them live and doing some overdubbing after that. But uh, yeah. just a little bit at a time until it's finished. And uh, hopefully it'll be before the end of the year. You know, yeah. I don't wait. I don't want to wait too terribly long. Like. Oh. I, I like the process of creating and getting it out into the world. It, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty magical taking something that's uh, was up here in your head and throwing it out into the universe and seeing if it mm-hmm. sticks. Yeah. What are some of the things that, that are kind of new to your kind of sound or, you know, the way you're doing things that are going to be you know, on the album? The last album had a lot of the guys from the Troubadours on it, so I had a pretty big, like, turnpike sound, okay. mainly, you know, because they, the guys have a sound about them, um, with Ryan's telly and the way Gabe drums and, mm-hmm. and the whole bit. Um, on this one, when I started building this band, I had in mind um, these 70s California country rock bands that had incredible musicians in their in their uh, ranks like um yeah. like emmy lou's hot band was one that i thought of um all the people that played in the studio graham parsons uh-huh. um thought about the eagles even early eagles my hero my friend byron burline uh was uh he was out there playing fiddle on a lot of those sessions back then mm-hmm. so you can like hear him on the Graham Parsons stuff, some of the Emmy Lou stuff and Eagles and mm-hmm. you go on and on. He's on some pretty cool stuff. Um, but I just remembered or noticed that there's not a lot of people doing the, the, um, the hot band kind of thing where all these guys are showing you what they can do. And, uh, but still, uh, the lyrics trying to be deep at the same time. Um, uh-huh. I think I just sort of want to take a, a page out of the Graham Parsons book. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I'm sort of aiming for on this. Uh, barn burners with a uh, with a with a lot of uh, that style, and then um, 
and then breaking your heart with a country song somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, so it'll it'll sound a little bit more 70s country rock than it will like the Turnpike Troubadours, I think, this time around. Yeah, I think that's going to be really exciting. Yeah, I can't wait until for the album to be finished. Uh, Thanks. I'm looking forward to it, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you've you've done some really, really, really cool things, kind of different uh, experiences. What, what, what are some of the, you know, different, you know, critical or even, you know, defining moments in your musical career where, you know, that yeah, kind of shaped you into, into, into what your music is today and who you are today, you know? Um, well, I'd say it started by me meeting my fiddle teacher, Shirley Landrum. Um, my style is directly taken from her. Um, super fast uh, bluegrass music is what she loved to play. As a matter of fact, this is her right here on my arm. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, she um, she taught me a lot. And it wasn't just um, style of fiddle playing, but it was uh, she put me on the right path. She got me passionate about music. Mm -hmm. and, um, and really encouraged me to get on stage and do it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then, <clears throat> then I would probably say um, Byron Berline is like my biggest influence out of all of them. Um, we became really close after my fiddle teacher passed away. When I was a kid, I would go up to the shop and kind of hang out. But as I got older, um, I kind of got the guts to talk to him a little bit more because he's sort of known as this legend and uh, could play anything. Um, Three-time national champ, uh, fiddle player. And obviously he played, he recorded Dylan and the band and Graham Parsons, John Denver, everybody, the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. um, so I said, I put John Denver in there too. Uh -huh. I was just, I was spitballing. Forgot about John. Um <laughs> Anyway, he really, um, he took it to another level for me on fiddle playing. Like, uh -huh. I had a certain level I was playing at, and he, his encouragement and his pushing me got me better and better. Getting more confident to show him songs and for him to, you know, maybe show me something or tell me something. It was just a, a gaining of confidence because I realized my hero was uh, <laughs> actually listening to me. And he knew I was from him. <clears throat> so that was pretty cool. Um, oh, and uh, when I met Evan and RC, that was a that was a big moment. Well, there were two big moments in that. Number one, I started playing with this guy named Scott Evans, who wrote uh, music for Cross Canadian Ragweed and guys like Stony Boo. Yeah. Uh, uh, he asked me to play fiddle with him just out of nowhere one night. I was at Eskimo hmm. And uh, I told him I was a fiddle player. He's like, come out and play with me. So that was like when I first got my toe into the, um, what you'd call the Texas, Oklahoma regional music scene mm -hmm. was out with Scott. And that eventually led to me meeting <clears throat> Evan and RC. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the big catalyst to everything because once we all got together, we sat down and said like, okay, we want to do this for a living. 
How do we make that happen? Because we want to be able to just play music every day if we can. And that's really what it boiled down to. We just wanted to be able to play music every day. But those, about those four spots, Mm -hmm. I guess. So if my fiddle teacher, Byron Berline, um, Scott Evans, and the Turnpike Troubadours. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a pretty cool list. I'd like to ask you uh, one more question. Uh, Just, you know, what are some of your kind of biggest goals going into the future maybe with this new album or with, you know, with uh, your touring, just some of the biggest things that you'd like to achieve? Well, um, my personal goals with my band would probably be um, playing in front of a lot of people. Uh (laughs) I, I want, I want this band and these songs with these guys to get out there because these guys in the band are so talented and um can rip i just wanted uh, people to see him rip and um i i kind of want us to get a reputation for being those being like the hot band being the 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 really good um uh the really good band in the scene i think that's what i'm going for with the album and what we're going for but i'm also um uh, I it'd be nice um, to be uh, further respected as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I think it's because I come from songwriters. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I I want to build my own world with that, and um, yeah. and hope hopefully people like the songs. Um, but it's just it's that's definitely a goal. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, those few uh with the troubadours uh i mean hopefully the sky's the limit we'll see with all that yeah. uh, i sure would like to play with the rolling stones or someone like that <laughs> that'd be pretty cool yeah. uh there's we definitely have some goals with uh, the troubadours especially after we get an album out and um we'll just see uh who wants us to play for them after that <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really great getting to learn more about you and your background. And Yeah, again, this is Jack Barksdale Street Survival. Uh, my name's Jack Barksdale. This is Kyle Nix. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for thanks for listening.